This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. Welcome to Ion Real Estate. And we have a really great show today for you. You're not going to want to miss it. Okay? Obviously, the big news, interest rates, interest rates rose three quarters of a point. Um, and that's the biggest raise, I believe, since 1994. So we're going to talk about that. And, of course, they've done that to try to slow inflation, which the court's out on whether we're going to have long inflation or it's going to be short. And we're also going to talk about what higher interest rates, what that means to you as a buyer, what that means to you as a seller. Okay? And then later on in the show, we're going to talk about have you ever thought maybe about just decluttering your life, selling most of your things, and moving into a tiny home? If so, you're not alone. More than half of your fellow Americans have thought about it at some time. And a tiny home, the difference between a small house and a tiny home is one that's defined as less than 400 square feet. So it's 100 to 400 square feet. And tiny homes are sometimes built on permanent structures, and sometimes they're built where you can actually move the tiny home around. So later on the show, we're going to have a very special guest um, who's an expert on tiny homes, Betsy Barbu, and she's the sales director from Liberation Tiny Homes, and she's going to tell you how to buy a tiny home, all the pros of them, the cons of them, and how inexpensive they are, and how you can take that tiny home and move it anywhere. And, of course, we'll be joined at the beginning of our second hour by the show's resident legal expert, Attorney Stephen Ebert, a partner at Kasson Kasson. Um, And, of course, if you have any questions along the way, feel free to call us at 866-970-9622. And if we can't get to your question, we'll try to answer it through an email or just leave us your email number or your phone. Ion Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank, the place we go to for a mortgage. And just not to get a mortgage, you could just call for information, okay, and find out what's going on. I suggest you do that. Check out their website, which is citizensbank.com, or call them at 800-922-9999. Remember, if you can't get financing, you can't get a house unless you have all cash. I also must tell you that Citizens Bank, has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded. So citizens, regular people like you and me, and not just big corporations, although they do that too. Last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast, and you can easily find more information also at citizensbank.com. You can call them 24 hours, seven days a week, whatever's convenient for you. And now it's my pleasure to introduce my longtime co-host, and friend for the first hour of the show, 
the senior vice president and director of strategic sales at Citizens Bank, my friend and colleague, Ace Wadisupar. Good morning, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. It is beautiful outside. It's uh, such gorgeous weather, and, uh, you know, with the uh, rate hike discussions, uh seems like it's going to be a very, very hot, hot, hot well, summer. Well, um, I'm thinking. A lot, of, a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah, you must be getting, your phone must be ringing off the hook. Because uh, everyone the hook, is talking. Daddy. Everyone is talking about the Fed's big move, that they raised interest rates, what, a quarter, a, three quarters of a point? And I think this is the biggest hike. Point, yeah, the biggest hike since 1994. Yeah, you got it, Dottie. I got it. I do my homework. Um, yep. They are trying to do this to cool the economy because of we have high inflation. And inflation. so they're trying to, you know, cool the economy. And I think it's, a, it's a, like kind of like a fine line, the balance, if they get it right. Um, I think. I think the quicker the quicker they they do this, which which is not easy, Dottie. Being in their seat, um, it's not easy because they have a recession to think about. But I, I don't think we're there yet. Um, but I think the quicker we get inflation down, the quicker we come out of this unscathed. So uh, you know, there's a lot of opinions around this. We can discuss it, but um, rates are at pretty much um, at its highest peak. Um, you know, since. I would say uh, 2008, 2009, um, we're actually at 6.375 on a 30-year fixed rate, Dottie. So. And uh, the Federal Reserve already announced that in July, they're planning on raising in another 75 basis points. So that should be the last rate hike of the year, hopefully. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens after July as well. But they are going to raise, um, increase it one more time next month. And that's going to be another 75 basis points, Dottie. So. Yeah, but I read over the next two years, officials were forecasting a weaker economy, and um, they were forecasting growth at about 1.7. And they said they're going to have a few more uh, interest increases. So you're saying, you know, this is. And again, no one knows the future, but they're saying that they might have more than one, you know, they might have increases going into 2023. What do you think? They will. They will. They will. But I think the the next increase of 75 basis points will be critical. I think they'll have to sort of reassess and see what's going on with the economy, um, you know, inflation. I think if they increase it too fast, Dottie. Um, it could have an adverse effect. So um, the plan is to continue to increase, but they're going to have to think about how aggressively they want to increase because they, you know, the 75 basis point is one of the most aggressive uh, rate hikes that they've seen um, in terms of increasing it um, by that much, right? So it's it's a lot um, to, to sort of digest. Fed fund rates are now currently at 1.5% uh, from 1%, which is great. And uh, the target is that they want to be at 3%, Dottie. So we'll see. We'll see how they get there and, and what they do to get there. But um, it will be very, very in- interesting. Yeah? You'll keep us posted. I, I mean, more. I, I will definitely keep everyone posted. It's, it's been the talk of the town. Um, not even the town, but, you know, everywhere I go, everybody's talking about increased rates, real estate agents, buyers. And what does that mean for the buyers? What does that What does that mean for the sellers? But um, I think, look, I've been saying this for so many, many years now. 
you live in the payment, not in the rate, right? So I think a lot of You've folks. You've always said this. that, Ace. You've always said. I've always said that, Donnie. Even even when rates were at three percent, I said that, right? Um, people. You did. You to, did. Yeah, you cannot be fixated on rates. Um, you have to be more focused on payment, right? And with rents rents being astronomically high, and it well, seems like it will continue continue to rise, Dottie. You know, I think purchasing a home will will always be, um, you know, a, a way to build generational wealth. Number one, and number two, to build equity, as opposed to paying rent, where you're you're paying someone else's mortgage or someone else's sort of uh, rent, right? So that's that's really not building anything for yourself. And with yeah. rents being so high all over the country, it, it really, really, you know, I, I think it would behoove you not to consider purchasing if you can save for that down payment. So, I mean, we, we you know, we can talk about this all day long, Dottie, but, but I do think that I think folks are may may not understand that even though rates are at a, at, at, at a level of 6.375, it's still relatively low concerning the last 40 years. So you just have to look look at things and, and put some pers- perspective on it. Well, listen, the sun's shining every every day. The sun's shining doesn't sell papers. You have to have a little drama, right? But, uh, but, I, but speaking of what you just said, I mean, Manhattan's rents rose to over for almost $5,000 for the first time. And a it's typical lease. Yeah. It's 25% more expensive than a year ago, and that's according to Johnson yep. Miller and Douglas Elliman. Um, New York's real estate market has just set another record on rentals, so it's not like you can save any money. You're like almost priced out of rentals. Demand for rental properties in Manhattan has been on the rise since last year when it was really nearing the bottom, okay? And that's then all right. of a sudden, who expected right. it to go off the wall? Okay, yeah. and despite the pandemic, you know, you know, and look, I'm sure you remember when we were on lockdown, if you were living in the city, it was hard to live there. I remember leaving and going to Florida, and I said, oh, my God, this is another world. In Florida, everybody was having drinks. They were sitting at bars. In New York, you couldn't even visit your mother in a building if she was there. It was yeah. much better. There was um, curfew. Everything was closed. I will tell you body. one thing, and you you know this. As much as people wanted to get away, and they were running from the pandemic, and the weather was nice. If you're a New Yorker, there is no place like New York City, and you gotta miss it. You could take so much of being away from it, but then you want to come back because I truly think there's no place in New York in the, in the world like New York City. It's just kind of a there's no, you know. there's no place like it, Toddy. And, and you're seeing folks come back already. You know, um, even even in my building at 111 Murray uh, during the pandemic, I was probably one out of four residents that were still there. <laughs> Everybody else escaped to like Florida, Connecticut, the Hamptons, and uh, now the building is fully occupied and um, it's just great to see Dottie. I mean, look, we're such a resilient city. I think um, things are coming back to normal. This rush hour traffic every single day. Please. Um, so look, don't talk like about said, rush Dottie. hour traffic. I think it's worse know, than it's before insane. the pandemic. It's worse than before, Dottie. It's worse than before. So look, things are back. Um, I, I, I really think, uh, you know, Manhattan will continue to be the place to be. Uh, for folks outside of um, the United States as well. We haven't even talked about foreign buyers yet, Dottie. And, and which, which, true. I mean, and that's another yeah, 
they have not been accounted for um, in, in the real estate market uh, for the last two years because of all of the uh, sort of bans and travel bans and things of that nature. So just wait until you have the foreign buyers come in and start purchasing some properties. So that's why, that's why I think real estate is, is strong and alive. You know, a lot of people are talking about, will there be a correction? There may be, there may be some sort of normalization. I, I hate to use the word correction because, you know, having increases of 12, 13, 14% year after year, that's not normal. But um, having increases of five to six to 7% each year, that's more normal. And I think that's the type of increases that we'll see in real estate. So I don't think right. well, I don't think there's going to be a correction, but a, a more normalization. Um, well, just to prove forward. your point, in New York City, last week we saw three closings above twenty million dollars. We saw yep. twenty-five contracts that were signed last week in Manhattan, priced four million and up, including three that said over twenty million. Um. Total asking price sales volume for the week ending Sunday of what hit two hundred and five million in spite of of the slightly no lower numbers. A little bit more inventory came out, which is good. Condos continue to dominate in terms of both volume and pricing, representing sixty percent of the week's sales. And asking prices for condos in New York City were nearly double the price of the other housing types with a weekly average of 10.1 million compared to 5.1 million for co-ops. Um, the market is resetting and trying to find a more balanced level of, of you know, activity. And on Long Island, if you happen to live on Long Island, because of such low inventory, Long Island home prices climbed to record highs in May as the region's shortage because of the shortage of homes. The sale helps sellers maintain their edge in negotiations despite the dramatic rise in mortgage rates. Okay, the median sales price in Nassau County was 686000 or 8% higher than the median in May 21. In Suffolk, the median sales price was 555000 or 11.2% higher. Okay, then it was a year earlier, which was at 540. So, I mean, it's unbelievable. And you know something? I don't know about you, but I'm sure you probably felt the same way. I was thinking back when the whole pandemic happened, and I would, you know, we were on lockdown and complete lockdown. And I said, oh, this will last about three weeks. But I said, what is this going to do to the real estate? I thought it was going to destroy the real estate business. And it had the exact reverse effect. It really uh, made homes come back really in a, in a big way. That's right. So how many Fed rates... Okay, somebody asked me this question, okay? How the Fed's rate might affect you? And then somebody... These are some questions to you, Ace. I'm considering buying a house. Will mortgage rates keep going up? Uh, I think mortgage rates will continue to um, increase, uh, Dottie, just like what we talked about. We're probably going to see another uh, rate hike of 75 basis, point, 75 basis points on the Fed fund rate next month. 
and probably into next year. Um, I do think, and I don't have a crystal ball, ball, Dottie, and you probably heard it here first, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on Iron Real Estate. I do think that rates will probably hit close to 7% by the end of the year. But I do think next year we'll, we'll see rates at the low fives, probably high fours next year. So um, a little bit of a prediction there, but uh, something that I think will definitely happen because whenever something goes up this quickly, once inflation gets stabilized, um, people will realize, okay, now that we're stabilized, you know, maybe raising that aggressively, it wasn't, wasn't called for. And they'll probably bring down rates back down to that, you know, 5% range. So that's what a lot of experts um, are saying. That's what a lot of my colleagues, um, things that we're talking about. So it's not going to be permanent that rates are going to be this high, but we have to combat inflation somehow. And the, and the, and the fastest way to do that is increase rates to bring inflation down to that 2% target. It's currently at 8% Dottie. Uh, so once we get a more normalized uh, level on inflation, then um, I think the government will then start to look at the rates and see if we can bring it back a tad bit down. So um, that's my prediction. I know it's it's a, it's a little uh, it's a little out there, but uh, but I'm telling you right now, Dottie, you know, mark this calendar date. I do think rates are going to go up to around seven percent by the end of this year, and then by next year, not quite sure what time frame. I do think it's not going to go past seven, but it'll drop um, back down to the low sixes, even fives. Uh, for that matter. So. Okay, we'll so somebody, these are questions that came in for you. So I need a new car, but I'm looking for a house. Should I buy one now? Of course, the answer nope. is no. no. The answer okay. is no, 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 no. Daddy's been talking about this. I've been talking about it. If you're looking to buy a home, you do not want to incur debt. Uh, the car payments are probably one of the biggest liabilities that you can incur along with credit cards, so you really, really want to limit that. Well, that was maybe my, wait till that's you, another question. Yeah. Ace, what yeah. will happen to my credit cards? What will happen to your, to, to their well, credit cards? Well, with the increase, your credit cards are going to go up. Yeah, no? yeah, with the increase in, in rate, uh, credit cards will go up. Um, you know, and, and that's why a lot of folks are opting into um, taking out a refi cash out to consolidate that okay. because they see their credit card payments going up, right? Go ahead, Dottie. Well, that's it, okay, because although you might earn a little bit more on some money you have in the bank because the interest rates are a little bit higher, so savings and CDs and money market accounts, um, they might make a little bit more. Um, credit cards are going to go up if you want to buy a car car payments because, you you know, if you're financing anything, it's not only going to affect housing, um, it will affect anything. What about my student loan payments? Does that go up? You I think we have a break, but, but, I, but I think only those taking out a new student loan. I, I don't think if you already have one. And the last question, which you can answer after the break, how will the hike influence crypto? Well, that'll be a cliffhanger. We'll be right back after we quick commercial break.
something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know? There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know? A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and start getting cash back in every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an extra $0.25 per gallon cash back in your first fill-up. That's promo code SALEM. Remember, use promo code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. We tell anybody that has a dog, if there was something that you could do right from the beginning so that you don't have expensive veterinary bills, why would you not do it? D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. The Dynavite will make your dog happy, vivacious, jump up and down, wag their tails. It will make you smile. You get some Dynavite. How happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Visit SalemSurroundNewYork.com. Do one thing this year that changes you forever. Something extraordinary. A bucket list experience with years of memories packed into 10 invigorating days. Join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza in Israel this November. We'll visit over 40 iconic places right from scripture and history. Reserve your spot today when you visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Carney Christian Academy. 
You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm having this conversation with Ace uh, about the rise in the interest rates, inflation, and whether you should buy a home or not. But I just want to say this, and Ace, please add your opinion on I would like to say that potential home buyers also need, because I know everyone's saying, oh, maybe I should wait, maybe they'll come down. But think about this. Potential home buyers should weigh the value of creating wealth through the purchase of a home. And, again, most people's biggest asset that they make money on is their home. And if they purchase a home, again, spending money on rent, which, by the way, as I said, rent is astronomical now. It's not like you're saving any money. It's higher than it's ever been, and it doesn't look like it's coming down. Well, should they pay rent or should they postpone their search because of rising rates? And I say, buy. People need housing, and the fact of the matter is rents are skyrocketing as fast as home prices and interest rates are going up. This is just a snapshot of time. They will eventually, as Ace said at the beginning of the show, they'll eventually go back the other way, and you can always refinance. And Ace, I want to talk about that a little, because you know I've said yeah. this on a lot of shows, but I can't remember if it was 13 or 14 or 15%. I don't remember what it was when I first bought my house, but it was very much up there. And in the days that I was in my 20s, um, the way the mortgage worked, and I don't know if you were even born yet, but the way that it worked was you couldn't, you, you couldn't lock in. You, like now you can get a mortgage rate. You can go to the bank. They can go to Citizens. They can have everything done, and they can get a commitment for a certain interest rate that's good for maybe 60 or 90 days. In my time, you couldn't get a commitment for 60 or 90 days. You could, the, the commitment was issued like two weeks before you closed. So if you qualified for, let's say, a 10% mortgage, and by the time you went to close, the interest rates went up to 12%, you might not qualify anymore. Um, That's right. So, uh, and, and people don't remember that. I mean, or even don't even think about that. And I told you. I I was at 15% when I bought my first house, and I, I took, like, a, an adjustable, uh, I think a five- or a three-year arm, and it was kind of at 11%. And, and I was like, oh, my God, look, I got an 11% mortgage because the rates went all the way up to 19%. And people still bought houses. Now, grant you, uh, yeah. sellers worked with buyers. I mean, I, that's, the, that's the year I got in the business, and I remember the real estate agent saying to me, what are you, crazy? This is the worst real estate market. Who would come into the business at this time? Look at these rates. 
but people bought houses, and then people refinanced when the rates came down. What What is your suggestion to people buying now? Daddy, this is what I told a, a good friend and a, a, a client, right? So he came into my office uh, last week. He's buying a $2.5 million property, and he's like, Ace, my payments went up by 50 to 60%. You know, what should I do I, with rates being at 6.375? You know, I, I don't know anymore. I can't time the market. I, I feel like I'm, like I'm coming in at, at such a bad um, place in, in the marketplace. So I sat down with him, and I told him, look, let's think about it this way, right? You, go, you, you find the, the property that you really love because he's torn now, Dottie. He found the property that he's been looking for for the last three right. years. It's been, it's been really, really, uh, it's been challenging because of inventory challenges. And he finally found the house of his dreams. And he was like, Ace, what should I do? I see, it seems like I'm coming in at the highest peak on, on the rates. So, so I, I asked him one simple question. If we lock in today and rates go up, then we've done a great job in securing a, a loan for you at 6.375. And let's say rates go up by 7%. But if by next year, if I'm right and rates drop to, let's say, 5%, you always have the opportunity to refinance. So either way, you're hedging against an increase, and you'll also be able to exercise if, the rates, if, if there's a decrease in the rates. But what, you, but, but what you can't do is you can't time the market. So after I told him that, he's like, okay, so if I lock in at 6.3 and it goes up, I've won. But if I lock in at 6.3 and let's say next year rates go down, I can always exercise and, and make my payments lower. So, Ethan, what am I really scared about? That's exactly what I told him. There's nothing to be scared about. As long as you're comfortable with the payment today, don't worry about tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow will bring, right? Tomorrow rates can go up, rates can go down. But you have the ability to, if it goes up, you have the ability to say, you know what, I did an amazing job. I locked in at a very low rate. If rates go down, you have the ability to exercise that low rate. So he's like, Asa, I have nothing really to lose. And I told him, no, it's really perspective. It really is how you view um, your monthly payments in today's environment. And because he, he was telling me, Ace, I'm paying literally at the two and a half million price point, his home right now that he's renting, he's paying 8,700. So when we looked at the payments, he was paying nearly 6K. So it's still a two thousand dollars savings that he's that he's getting off of the uh, off of the mortgage. So once we did the analysis, once we did the payments, study, you know the answer was right in front of him. Right in front of him, it was a no brainer for him to go ahead and lock in that rate of six point three seven five. Right. So I think I think more and more of our listeners need to really understand. You know what what, what does this rate hike mean? What are some of the options that they have? And does, is it doom and gloom? Is it, is it the end of real estate? Which is not. It's definitely not, right? I think there's still tremendous value. I think sellers now, to, to the buyer's advantage, um, are looking to make deals, uh, which they've never done before in the last two years. So that's a positive in the marketplace. If you're a buyer that's been on the fence, um, now is the time. To, nego- to negotiate those deals, right? Sellers are more well, in, in, that inclined. There was no inventory. So, right, uh, you so know, there's there no a little bit more inventory opening up. And listen to this, yes. it goes to your point. Home equity, I mean, people have hit $27.8 trillion. Americans have more equity in their homes than ever before. Total United States home equity increased 20% in the first quarter, it's 27.8 trillion, a record high. 
Now, that increase in equity is a, is a consequence, a good consequence, of the Red House, the, you know, the hot market that we're in. At the same time, rising home values are boosting the finances of Americans who already own them. So if you bought a house even two years ago, you already have equity. That's right. That's okay, right. Okay, and, and, okay, they say, you know, you were just talking about it before. They said about 60% of equity was which one being via cash refinances, cash out refinances. So, and homeowners are likely, could you explain that to people what that is so that they know that that's a possibility if they should need, because most people who already bought a home, you are sitting on tons of equity. And even if you bought a home right after the pandemic, you're sitting on equity already because the home's prices rose. So Dottie, I had a friend. Out. Yeah. So I had a friend. We were in Orlando uh, this past week. Um, it was the um, Citizens of Excellence, so the top 4% of the company. And one of my uh, colleagues who was a recipient, uh, she said, Ace, I bought a home right before the pandemic for 700 k you won't believe how much it's worth today. And she said $1.2 She basically made half a million in two years, right? So to Dottie's point, there's tremendous equity that people have built up in the last, just literally in the last two to three years. So what, what, what do we mean by, by um, tapping into equity and taking, taking out a refinance right. cash out? There's just so much equity in people's homes that I don't think people actually realize, Dottie, I don't think so either. Really That's why I really want you to explain it to them. I really don't. Yeah. Even some of my friends do not realize. No, no. And, and, and it's the hottest product right now for refinancing, right? Obviously, the traditional refinancing rate in term, dropping your rate from, you know, 6% to 3%. I think anyone that's had the opportunity to refinance has done that in the last two years while rates were at 3%. What we're talking about here on the show today is really refinancing cashing and cashing out. Meaning, for example, if you have a million dollar property and let's say you still have a mortgage balance of 300,000, the bank is going to give you a loan amount on a refi cash out up to let's say 70%. So that means that if you have a million dollar property, you owe 300,000 to the bank and the bank gives you 70% of a million, that's 700,000, right? So what you that's will in essence receive that's seven hundred thousand. So the three hundred thousand that you own your mortgage, that's going to be on the new rate, and then they'll also give you an additional four hundred thousand in cash. So you're going to pay off your old your old mortgage of three hundred thousand on the seven hundred thousand, and you'll be left All with right, four hundred thousand. This is too important to get interrupted by a commercial. Sorry, commercial, you're important, but not as important as this. Can you just hold until after the commercial? So. We can start because this is so important for people to know. We're going to write that back, and Asia's going to talk about how you can take equity out. If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune in to Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. 
New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River, just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, combines a cosmopolitan lifestyle with the security of knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for wonderful. Call 844-55-RIVER. That's 844-55-RIVER or visit riversedge.org. Reliability, dependability, quality, and value. Sentiments not usually associated with an affordable four-door sedan. Meet the 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. Starting from $15,465 with 35 miles per gallon city and 41 miles per gallon highway, this makes the Mirage G4 the class leader in fuel economy, but not boring. The G4 is connected for adventure with the latest technology of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto Standard. Precious cargo? Mitsubishi G4 comes standard with loads of safety features, including forward collision mitigation with pedestrian detection. And it's all backed with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty to give you peace of mind. Come visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. That's 732-863-2788. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. And with helpful representatives just a call away, it's easy to understand why Pi is rated excellent by customers on Trustpilot. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or go to trypie.com. That's T-R-Y-P-I-E.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Ladies, are you tired of hair loss products that don't work? Then meet Ravella. Powered by breakthrough ingredient Procelanil, Ravella Hair Serum directly targets and reawakens hair follicles. After a six-week clinical trial using Ravella, 97% of women saw thicker, fuller-looking hair. So try Ravella risk-free today at RavellaHair.com and enter code RADIO15 for 15% off. That's RavellaHair.com. R-E-V-E-L-A Hair.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back um, with Ace Wells Report, but we're talking about home equity and how you can take, because everyone's home, if you have a home, or if you purchased a home in the last two years, you definitely have equity in your home. And we're just talking about how you can tap into that. So you want to go through that thoroughly, because I don't think people fully understand how that all works. Yeah, Dottie. So basically, you know, right before the break, we're we're explaining if you have a home that's valued at a million, 
and let's say you've gotten all this depreciation value and your mortgage is only 300000 the bank will allow 70% of that $1 million. So in essence, what that means is that they'll, they'll give you a loan for 700000 which 300000 of that we're paying off on the old mortgage, right? So you have the new rate, and then you have 400000 left over in cash out. And that you can use to consolidate your credit cards, maybe transfer it to paying off your car payments, things of that nature. So there's a lot of folks that are actually taking advantage of that product today. And, you know, I can't emphasize enough, Dottie can't emphasize enough, you know, you you just really have to check with a a loan officer at your current sort of mortgage holder, and they'll let you know exactly how much cash you can take out, uh, depending on the value of your home and how much you owe on the mortgage. It's basically the difference between what you owe on the mortgage and what the bank is allowing you to take out, right? So the rule of thumb is usually 70%. So if you know how much your home is valued at, then you can just, you know, assume, put in the calculator, multiply that by 70%, you come up with the sum that they're willing to give you, and then you just deduct your mortgage payment from that sum, and the rest is yours. The rest is yours to consolidate debt, pay off some expenses, fix up uh, maybe the bathroom or the the, um, kitchen that you've always wanted to fix. So there's a lot of different things that you can do with the money. Um, It's just something that's, that's great for you to know that you have as a vehicle, to kind of use your home as a vehicle to 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 either um, save in in dollars and, and cents, or go ahead and invest in something that can give you a better return um, than the amount that you're uh, borrowing from. But that's that's for another probably show. Um, this is not financial advice by any means, but there are folks that have utilized their homes as investment v- uh, vehicles and and really have taken advantage of the opportunity to do so. But look, there, there's just so many things that we can talk about as it pertains to where we are in rates today. But one thing that I do know, Dottie, is that the last two years with the pandemic, it's given us the ability to really, really tap into our equity because um, home prices have skyrocketed uh, tremendously. And, and nobody saw this coming as well. So it's almost like a, a huge, huge gift to so many, so many Americans. Um, that it have, really is. You know, bought I'm, homes. I'm, it, I'm, it really is, Dottie. I, I, I don't think people realize that, though, Dottie, no, right? They, they take don't. it for granted. But we were saying that New York was going to take five years to recover, and it took less than literally 18 months to recover, right, and, and then some. So. Um, well, you know, yeah. it's funny. When I was growing up, my father, you know, and, and in those days, I guess that's the World War II generation. I'm a boomer. So their whole thing was, hey, we're going to buy a home, and our dream is to pay off that home. Okay? That was their dream. Pay off the home and have no mortgage. Now, what people don't sometimes understand is, regardless of how much much equity your house has in it, it's going to go up or down just the way the market does. So when your house goes way up, okay, whether you bought it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or two years ago, you're sitting on money that is not really working for you. It's not doing anything. Um, so if you look at now the rising interest rates, that's going to affect not only a purchase of a home, it's going to affect a car payment. It's going to affect your payments on your credit cards, which you're going to be paying higher interest rates on. So if you can tap into that, 
you can pay off those credit cards, which, you know, the, the interest rate is going to be very high. You can pay off that car payment, which interest rates are going to be high. A lot of people will be doing home improvements. And so in the long run, again, you should talk to your accountant, of course, but it, 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 it might save you a lot of money by, by casting into that. Now, the other question I have is if you take, if you, if you do a cash, cash out, what if you don't use a lot of it? Do you pay or do you only pay for what you use? So if you take a cash out, you do pay Dottie because it's on the total amount that you borrow. Um, but if you don't want it, if you don't want to pay the whole amount, you can um, do an alternative to the refi cash out, and that's called called a home equity line of credit, which we've we've talked about uh, numerous amounts of times on the show as well. Um, it's a great tool to have. Basically, uh, what you can, what you, the way you can look at a home equity line of credit is that it's a huge credit card line on your home. So let's say you you same scenario, you have a um, a property that's worth a million. You owe three hundred thousand. The bank is willing to give you seventy percent of uh, the one million, so they give you a four hundred thousand dollar line of credit, and you draw on the line of credit when you feel um, you want to use the line of credit. Now, remember, the line of credit it's a var- it's a variable rate; it changes every month. Um, it's not like the refi cash out where you're locked in at a long term rate. Okay, but so stop. It also yes. Go stop. ahead. That's the difference. I mean, when you do the cash out. Your interest rate is that's it, it can't go up. Whatever it is, then it is can't what go it up. Is, right? Locked in long term, exactly, Dottie. Right. So, um, on a refi cash out, you're locked in long term. It's not variable. And another difference is that you're paying on the whole amount. On a home equity line of credit, you're not in essence paying the whole amount. So you have a four hundred thousand line, but you can draw, let's say a hundred thousand, Dottie. Right. You don't have to draw on the whole amount. So you're only paying back what you draw out, but you have that line as access whenever you want. So basically, if if the if the bank gives you a line for four hundred thousand, and you're like, you know what, I only need fifty thousand this time, you take out the fifty thousand, you pay that back, you can take out another line for another hundred, right? So it's really it, it's it's two different products in itself, but you can utilize it in so many different ways, right? Homemaker line of credit. I would probably recommend folks using it where they know they can pay it off quickly because it's a variable rate. So whatever you use it for, uh, make sure that you, you're able to pay that back quickly so that you're not fluctuating in payments. But it's a great sort of uh, line of credit for you in case, um, you know, in case there's a rainy day. And I, I know so many folks that have homes that just have a line sitting there, Dottie, in case there's something that they need to really liquidate and have cash quickly they'll have that line to utilize. There's so many different options. Like, it's, it's, it's just amazing. But the good news is that, first of all, we don't have too much inventory. Remember, when you are reading in the papers, and by the way, I you know, when you read the papers, it says inventory is rising. Well, yes, it is, but we had no inventory. So rising inventory doesn't mean we're flooded with so many homes on the market, it just means that we're actually, I believe that we would have had more sales if there were more homes available. There was just nothing available. So now it's opening up, we're getting a few more listings. So that gives you more choices and that's good for the buyer. Okay, as far as 
the seller goes, and I think I've been saying it to the sellers uh, every week, if I have it correctly. I said, if you were thinking of selling in your home in the la- in the next couple of years, sell it now, even if you have to go into a, a, a long-term rental until you find something. Because sometimes it's really hard to sell a home and then find another one in, in that time period. And if I'm not mistaken, bridge loans are pretty expensive, aren't they? I mean, you could always they take are. a bridge loan, but aren't they pretty high? Yeah, bridge loans are almost like hard money, Dottie. Uh, so those are at 13 14% uh, rates, so they're really, really high. So definitely want to try to avoid bridge loans as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, so you want to you try can. to avoid bridge loans. Okay, and if you're, you know, and, and if you're a buyer, and a buyer says, oh, well, should I wait? Should I buy now? Should I wait till, well, there's, like you said, you can't time the market perfectly. And again, if you look historically, the rates historically over the last 25 years are still not extremely high. I mean, they're, right. they're high. You know, if you got used to two, two or three percent rates, well, obviously, okay. But those kind of were unheard of when I was growing up. When you know, when I was buying houses, I never even heard of those rates. So you're still not horrible and. With this cash out, you can get rid of all the credit card debt, which all because all your interest rates are going to go up. So I, I think it's a very good tool. I think that we should go over it again next week because that is the one thing I think a lot of people don't understand. And most people's wealth is all tied up in their homes. And that money you're sitting on, you're not making it useful. Now, again, I don't suggest you go gamble it in Vegas. But <laughs> I do think if you want to do some home improvements, if you have a lot of credit card debt that's going to go up in interest rates, you can get rid of that and still have a relatively low rate. Now, that's right. What are you predicting? You know, what are, you know, what are you seeing? Now, because you know what they're saying that the federal—they're saying that the feds are, you know, lifting rates that have a soft landing. They're trying to do this without too much disruption. It's going to be a hard sell. Um, they say the chances of cooling—I read this in the Times, if I'm not mistaken—the chances of cooling inflation while avoiding recession appear slim. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I think that's really where um, a lot of folks are are having a little bit of anxiety and concern, right? Are, are the Federal Reserve raising rates too quickly, and will that force us into a recession? Um, and that's the reason why in July uh, the plan is to raise it another 75 basis points, Dottie, so we can see rates on the mortgage side go from 6.375 now closer to 7%. Now that then the question is, do they raise it again? Because there's still two more two more meetings for the rest of the year. And remember, uh, they came out saying that there's going to there's going to be seven rate hikes in a row. Now, I think no one first first saw them raising it this quickly and this much uh, with each meeting that goes by. So I think the next meeting in July, after they raise it 75 basis points, they really need to kind of assess and take a pause, Dottie. Um, that's my opinion, just to see, you know, is it too quick? Because if we go past the 7% mark, you can see a lot of folks now, you know, I mean, look, even even at 6.375, uh, 
there's a little bit of a um, sort of um, psychological uh, type of uh, warfare going on right now with folks um, with interest rates being higher. You're seeing a little bit more hesitation, uh, a little bit more anxiety, but with higher rates means higher returns for folks that are uh, putting their money with the banks and things of that nature. So look, we'll, we'll see what happens, Adi. I don't think uh, the Federal Reserve will continue to, to increase rates at this sort of rapid pace um, in, for, for the future, right, into next year, into the year um, after. I, I definitely don't see rates going into the 8% range, 9% range. That's definitely not in, in the horizon right now. I think for folks that are listening, uh, we could see rates as high as 7 and then we could see rates as low as 5 down the line. So I think 7 will be the ceiling. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, well, Dottie. Nobody, but nobody has a crystal ball. Yep. That's uh, right, Dottie, but, but I do think it'll hit seven. And then from there, we'll see a little bit of a correction um, coming back down a little bit. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we are as an economy, um, as a trade organization, because there's still a lot of supply chain issues. So I think the, the Federal Reserve, they're going to really try to combat inflation right now. That's their, their number one goal. That's the reason why rates are as high as they are. If inflation does come back down from eight, 7% down to about 3%, 2%, then we're going to start seeing a little bit of um, relief in terms of the Federal Reserve really need, having a, a need to increase rates. And that's where I see rates going back down, Dottie. Once we get inflation in order, the Federal Reserve will then have an analysis and say, hey, you know what, maybe we've increased the rates too much. Now that inflation is intact, Maybe it's time to kind of lower the rates just a, just a tad bit so it's not too aggressive. And, and that's where right, the thought process Some people are listening to what you're saying, and they might be saying to themselves, wait a second, Ace just said that rates might come down a year. Should I wait a year, uh, or should I just buy now? And hey, I got it. <laughs> that's why they say you, you never know, right? So this is, this is Ace's opinion. Uh, Please do not take it as a rule of thumb. And, and look, ACE could be wrong as well, right? And if ACE is wrong and rates go continue to go up, you know, you might lose out on on, on, on a, a very, very opportune time. So, look, this is just my well, opinion. You know, ACE, don't, don't, don't you it. think it boils yeah. down to this? Okay, a person should ask, you know, one, our listeners should listen and say, hey, what should you do? Now, this is assuming you already bought a house and that you have a house. Yeah. Okay, we're coming up with a break, but the question after the break is, what should you do with all that equity you're sitting on? Should you capitalize on record home prices by selling, purchase another home, or should you sell and rent, or should you tap into the equity? We're going to discuss that right after the break. We'll be right back. That's a big question to answer. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.